The Productive Woman, Episode 125. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I want to introduce a new mini-series on how we can accomplish the projects and achieve the goals we care about. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 125. Before we get started, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsor, FreshBooks. I am very happy to have FreshBooks back as a sponsor of The Productive Woman. I've been using their service for several months now, and now they have an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. They're offering a free 30-day trial to The Productive Woman listeners who sign up at freshbooks.com woman. And those of you who are freelancers or solopreneurs or or who are running a small business, you really owe it to yourselves to check it out. You know, only five, maybe 10 years ago, working for yourself was kind of looked down upon. Maybe people thought that you couldn't get a real job, or it was a, a side hustle, or a uh, just a a hobby kind of thing, but that is no longer true. Today, the statistics are that one in three Americans is self-employed, and I'm guessing there may be similar statistics in other countries. The trend is growing, and it's anticipated that by 2020, this group of self-employed Americans could grow to be over 40% of the United States workforce. Millennials in particular are, you know, there's around 54 million of them right now as I'm recording this. They're the largest generational slice of the workforce, and they have a tendency to change employers much more frequently than previous generations, and they're more inclined towards self-employment for a whole host of reasons. But a lot of the business infrastructure wasn't set up for the self-employed. Many of those institutions that currently support the workforce simply aren't keeping up with the pace of change needed to serve them in a way that works for the self-employed, the entrepreneurial lifestyle. FreshBooks, our sponsor, is among the innovators who've stepped up to provide a new solution for freelancers and small business owners in this rapidly changing market. And it's been around for quite a while, but recently it's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. So get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, in order to keep a business going, get paid quickly. The most important thing for everybody listening to this is that getting started on FreshBooks is very simple, even if you're not a numbers person. Like, I am totally not a numbers person. So especially if you're not a numbers person, they've made it very simple for you to use in a very intuitive way. The all-new FreshBooks is not only really easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features that will help you operate your business in a productive and efficient way. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in seconds, customizing them with your business's logo and colors. You can set it up so your clients or customers can pay you online just with a couple of clicks, and that gets you paid up to four days faster. 
the the dashboard in FreshBooks lets you get a bird's eye view of your business and how it's doing. You can see when your client has seen the invoice, so you know that they they have the information. Um, it lets you see income, expenses, outstanding invoices, all of those things. It even offers time tracking for those of you who bill clients or customers based on the time spent on a project. And it has a, a really good you know, online cloud-based solution for FreshBooks, but also a great app for your smartphone so you can literally manage your business, your finances right from your phone. As I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash woman, the word woman, and um, enter the productive woman in their little how did you hear about a section. Thanks so much to FreshBooks for their support of women in business, men in business, and the productive woman. Now let's get into the topic uh, for this week. Lately, I have I actually had something else planned for the next couple of episodes, but I've had a lot of questions lately about goals and objectives. And I think it's because we're at the beginning of a new year. As we've talked before, uh, people are really thinking about their goals and what they want to accomplish for the year. And so I've been getting a lot of questions about the, that in um, in our uh, in emails, in the Facebook group. Uh, it's been coming up a lot in the mastermind. Um, how to set goals, how to accomplish them, but also a lot of questions that really uh, express a sense of being uh, stuck, for lack of a better word. And those come kind of in two two kinds. People who are saying, I'm not sure what I want to do. I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure what goals I want to pursue. Um, and the other kind is, well, I have lots of ideas. I'm not sure where to start. Um, and so th- those are kind of big categories, but I decided as a result of some of these conversations that I wanted to do a mini series on goal setting and I'm calling it dream to done. And we'll get into the mechanics of setting and achieving goals of planning and completing projects and, and really get into the, the nitty gritty of, of a way of doing that. But I wanted to start first with a look at some of the ways we hold ourselves back from pursuing those dreams and goals that, that kind of call to us. So that's what I want to talk about today a little bit. And and this may be a shorter episode if I can keep it kind of contained and don't wander off. Um, but I really wanted to talk about this because I've seen a lot of uncertainty, as I mentioned just a minute ago. And I feel it that way. You know, some of it uh, comes in the, in the frame of, I don't know where to start. And, and that might be, it, it's such a big dream that I have that it's just overwhelming and I don't know how to get started on it. But the other other uncertainty is I'm not sure what direction I want to go in. And that, um, I've actually seen a couple different versions of that. One of them being, I just have so many ideas, I don't know which one to start with. I just want to do everything and I, I don't know how to, you know, where to where to focus my attention. But the other one I, I've heard from several women in the last few weeks is some version of, you know, I've spent my most of my life just taking care of business, um, taking care of my family or whatever. Now they're grown and they don't need so much of my time so I could do something more or something else with my life, but I'm not used to thinking in terms of what I want to do. 
And I, I thought that's a real interesting thing, and I'm guessing there aren't a lot of men who, who struggle with that. And if, uh, guys, you're listening and you disagree with me, I would love to hear your feedback on this, if this is something you struggle with as well, where you're so used to putting other people's interests ahead of your own just because you're a caretaker, uh, parent, uh, whatever, that you, you've kind of lost touch with what you really want. Uh, guys, if that's you too, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email at uh, feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know what you're struggling with in this way. But those are a couple of the areas that I'm seeing people talking about and frankly feeling myself in many ways. And I, I got to thinking, so what is behind this uncertainty? You know, everybody talks at the end of a year, in the beginning of a year of, of you know, setting those goals or New Year's resolutions or however, whatever approach you take and just going full bore into it and, and, and pursuing those things. But what if you're hanging back and, you know, as, as I'm recording this, we're well into January and, um, and by the time you hear this, I think it'll be published in early February and maybe you're not making much progress because you just don't know where to start. You don't know where to go. You know, you don't know what you want to work on. And so you're still kind of noodling on what kind of goals you want to set for yourself. What, what is behind this uncertainty that some of us have? And I came up with a couple of ideas of, of that may be things that are holding us back. Number one always has to be kind of, a, you know, the obvious one, fear. And that can manifest itself in a lot of different ways, a fear of failure. And what's so interesting about that, if we hold back in pursuing our dreams or, or going after those goals because we're afraid of failing, we, we actually are failing preemptively by not even trying. Uh, and I'll talk about that again in a minute. But I just, I keep thinking about that, that in my life, so many times I have held back out of fear of trying something and failing, something I really wanted to do, um, but I was afraid I would fail, so I didn't try, which meant I didn't get to do it anyway, you know? So it's a preemptive failure. Uh, maybe we're afraid of judgment, of the judgment of others, people who maybe say, well, who does she think she is trying that? huge thing or that whatever that thing is. Or on the other hand, people judging our, our dream, our ideas being too small or too dumb. Um, that was certainly a feeling I had when I considered launching the podcast. And I've talked about that before. It, it held me off for months after I had prepared to do it just because I thought, well, people are going to think, well, what, who does she think she is talking about this stuff? What does she know? Or that's a dumb thing to talk about. So, or what's a podcast anyway, and why would you want to spend any time doing that? So we fear failure, we fear judgment. Um, we feel, some, some of us, we fear making the wrong choice. Uh, if there's lots of options available to us, sometimes that can be paralyzing, because what if we pick the, the wrong one, and I'm using air quotes there because there really isn't a wrong one, but, you know, maybe we're afraid we're going to pick one that's too big or we're too small, or if we'd chosen the a, a different one, maybe we would have progressed faster or gotten more successful. And and so that, that fear can hold us back as we're kind of paralyzed trying to decide what to choose and what to go with. And sometimes there's a fear of disappointing the people we care about, especially if if, uh, you know, we've been, say, a full-time mom, and now our kids are grown, or they're in school, and we want to 
kind of strike out and pursue some interests that we've had. I, I hear from a lot of women who are in that situation, and there's concern of, you know, I've spent all this time devoted to caring for the people that I love. What if what if I let them down because now I'm going to be busy uh, with something else if I start trying to pursue my own goals? So that can hold us back, all those different kinds of fear. And I'm sure there are others that I just, you know, didn't think of while I was working on the plans for this episode. So fear can can generate that uncertainty of what we should do or what goals we should pursue. Self-doubt is a big one, and that maybe is another version of fear, but that's what if I try and fail because I don't have what it takes. I have felt that way for a long time. It held me back from um, writing. I've always loved to read. I've always loved to write, and my entire life, from the time I was very young, I wanted to write a novel, and I, I put it off for years and years and decades because as I would think about trying, and I would have all these ideas that I would save in notebooks, but to sit down and actually write it meant I was going to have to try and be kind of exposed to failure. What if, what if I can't write? You know, that's really what it came down to. What if I, if I never try, then I could always think, well, you know, I could have done it. And so you have that regret, but you, always the, the, the sense that, well, if I had tried, I could have done it. But if I actually try and it sucks, then that dream maybe is dead. Now, in reality, that's not the case. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that's that kind of fear, that self-doubt of, of, of that I don't have what it takes to do this thing I dream of doing um, can really hold us back and, and create that uncertainty about whether to start, where to start, how to start. And another one that I kind of put under the category of self-doubt is maybe better described as a lack of trust in ourselves. You know, I, I have to admit, I have set goals before and then not achieved them. And I've let myself down. And I, you know, it's, so sometimes when you're considering pursuing a goal, if you've got that in your background, it's really easy to think, well, if I start down that road, am I really going to do it? Am I really going to honor that commitment to myself? We had a conversation about this. I think it was in in one of our um, in a mastermind group that I'm in. Actually, that we don't respect ourselves, we don't trust ourselves, we don't uh, honor the commitments we make to ourselves. We though even those of us who would never disrespect someone else or by not keeping a commitment that we made to them, we let ourselves down all the time. And that's a whole other issue that we could probably make more than one episode about their podcasts about, you know, separate podcasts about this kind of thing of, of the need to um, have a relationship with ourself of trust to, to be able to know that when I, make a commitment to myself, I'm going to keep it just as I would to anybody else that I cared about. But if we have a history of letting ourselves down, that creates that self-doubt that may hold us back from moving forward toward a goal or a dream that we have in mind. And then another thing behind the uncertainty that I was talking about earlier could be just um, a lack of self-awareness. 
maybe you've been so busy making a living and working and doing all the things that you just have never taken time to ask yourself what you want. Or maybe we have trained ourselves to subdue our own interests, our own dreams, our own feelings in favor of supporting the other people in our lives. And, you know, that's such a false um, choice. We don't have to uh, subjugate our interests and our ideas and our, our feelings in order to be a caring, loving person to other people. When I thought of this, when I thought of Julia Roberts' character in the movie Runaway Bride, and if you've seen that, I mean, obviously lots of people have, one of the things I remember about the movie is that you know, she had she had run away from the altar several times, and she'd been with different different fiancés and stuff. And she didn't. She realized kind of late into the movie, she didn't even know what kind of eggs she liked. I think it was eggs. She always just would had persuaded herself that she liked her eggs cooked however it was her fiancé liked them, and she had it had changed over time depending on who she was dating or who she was engaged to. And uh, it wasn't until she kind of had that realization that, hey, I've really never thought about what kind I actually like. And we do that to ourselves. We think in order to be a loving, giving, supportive person to the people in our lives, we have to um, put our own stuff on the back burner. And that's simply not true. But as a result, it can make us just absolutely unaware of what it is we really want uh, and and therefore how do we set a goal if we don't know what we want out of our own life. So those are some of the things that I thought of that are kind of can be behind the uncertainty of if we're in that position right now of not knowing what goal to pursue, much less how to pursue it and how to how to achieve it. So how do we deal with these things? There are a lot, of, it, it, a lot of things that we can do to deal with those fears, with that self-doubt, with that lack of self-awareness. There are steps we can take, but only we can take them, you know? We can't, nobody can fix this for us. If we're at a place in our life where we're stuck and not moving forward because we're not sure how to start or what direction to go, nobody can fix that. That has to come from inside. And so... The first place, I think, is to, to maybe start with changing your mindset and the language that you use to express what you're thinking and feeling. And so if we find ourselves often saying, I don't know how to set a goal. I don't know how to do this thing I want to do. I don't know how to organize my house. I don't know how to change jobs. I don't know how. I don't know how. So I'm not doing anything. We can change that mindset and the language to say, I will learn how. I can learn how. The information is out there and I can go get it. Similarly, the I'm, I'm just so confused about what I should be doing with my life right now can, can be changed to a mindset and to language of, I can figure this out. I'm a, I'm a smart woman. I've got the ability to figure this out. Uh, I may not have the answers today, but I can find them. I can figure it out. Uh, the attitude of, well, I've got this dream that I've cherished for years. I haven't done anything about it because it's just too big. I can't start. I'm paralyzed because it's so big. 
that can become, I can do this just one step at a time. And we're going to talk in future episodes about how you break those huge, um, potentially overwhelming projects up, uh, break them down into little tiny bite-sized steps and schedule them and how we can do them one step at a time. Uh, the, the novel I'd wanted my entire life to write got written one word at a time. And the next step of it, of getting it published and, and getting polished and published and all those things, that'll get done one little step at a time, one word at a time, one page at a time. Um, and so changing it from this, it's too big, I can't do this, to I can do this one step at a time. And changing our mindset from I wish to I will. Um, that's a huge step for us, many of us. That, um, But we can make that change on purpose. We can change our mindset. We can intentionally choo- choose to change the language that we use to describe the things we think about, the challenges we face, and the, the things that we want to accomplish. We can also learn to see failure differently. And I, I, I wanted to spend a little time on this one because it's just one of the many kinds of fears that pop up to hold us back from, from even trying to accomplish the, the goals and the dreams that we have. But fear of failure is a big one. And it, it manifests in lots of different ways. And sometimes we're not even really aware that that's what it is. But once we have become conscious and, and, and aware that it's a fear of failing that's holding us back, we can train ourselves to think differently about failure. And here I am talking to myself because I don't like to fail. I take it very personally. I always have, and it's something I am working on intentionally and purposefully last year and this year in 2017. But we can begin to see it as just a thing that happens, an event, not our identity. In other words, I failed does not mean I'm a failure. And I don't know about you, but I conflate those two all the time. If I have failed, it's because I'm a failure. That's what my mind wants to tell me. And I am having to constantly remind myself that a failure is an event it is not who I am. We can learn to see that a failure, and I'm you know, putting it in air quotes again, is temporary. It's not permanent. Um, it's a, it is feedback, not as we would, might say in my profession as a lawyer, it's not a final non-appealable judgment. Um, that, that's a phrase that we use for kind of the end of the line, that um, when you've exhausted all appeals and there's nobody else to go to, then you have a final non-appealable judgment. And that's not what failure has to be for us. It's simply feedback on our methods. It, it, it is telling us, okay, that, the way I tried that didn't work. I got to find another way. It is a hallmark of growth, not a statement of character. And this is something, again, I'm trying to learn that people who achieve great things, people who achieve anything, fail probably more than once on their way to success. And any bio- biography that you read of, uh, you know, uh, 
titans of business or um, great writers or anything. They've all they're they are the most successful people in the world. Their stories are stories of failure after failure after failure after failure after failure before success. Every single one of them. Even the ones who seem like, you know, some youngster that say, I'm on a, I guess I'm thinking about writing today, but, um, you know, a young teenager who gets her first novel published and it's a big success. Okay, the failures are going to come probably after that. All of us, everybody who's ever achieved anything has failed. And, and, and so the, if we can begin to see that if we've tried something and it didn't work out the way we wanted it to, we didn't succeed and we didn't get the result that we wanted, we're going to grow from that. And so even if you don't succeed the first time or the second time or the 10th time or the 20th time, still you will have benefited from the attempt because you will have changed and become a stronger and braver person simply because you tried. And I am really telling myself that right now because I have some huge dreams for things that I want to do with, um, in my life and with, my, uh, with the, the Productive Woman community. And every time I think about even talking about it, I get a little sick to my stomach because it seems too big for me. And I know that I will have to try things that are outside my comfort zone in terms of my skill set. And I probably won't succeed the first time. But I will be a better person, a stronger person, a braver person, simply because I made the attempt. And so will you. The fact is, we haven't ever really failed until we stop trying. We've just had feedback that our method didn't work to get the result we wanted. The only failure is to stop trying. That's when failure becomes permanent. And I would say to you and to me, let's not do that. Let's not let that happen. Um, in dealing with failure, uh, I would encourage you to check out um, Brene Brown's excellent books. Daring Greatly is awesome, but especially Rising Strong, which I read just recently. And I'll put a link in the show notes for this, but I'm, you know, you probably have heard of it if you haven't already read it. Rising Strong offers a way to process and learn from failure without letting it paralyze us or define us. And what I like about this book is in reading it, it, it offers skills that most of us just didn't learn growing up for dealing with those difficult emotions and the experiences of failure. So we can emerge from a failure, from a flop, from whatever, with lessons learned and strength gained. And so it's not like it's a total loss. We become better and stronger um, because of it. Another way of dealing with these, these um, things that hold us back, the fear, the self-doubt, the lack of self-awareness, is to start to ask ourselves different questions. And this goes back to the changing of the mindset that I talked about a minute ago. But you know, if you don't know how, you can ask yourself maybe, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? This is something I'm borrowing from a podcaster you've heard me talk about, a life coach, um, 
Brooke Castillo and her uh, her podcast, the Life Coach School podcast, and that's that's something that she talks about. That when uh, she's working with a a client, a coaching client, who's saying, "Well, I just don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know." She she says she encourages us that we we probably have the answer within us, and we're um, maybe hiding it from ourselves. And so to ask yourself, if you did know the answer, what would it be? Um, similarly, if it feels too big and too impossible, whatever this goal is you have in mind or this dream that you want to achieve, ask yourself not, how can I do all of this? But instead, what step can I take today in the direction of that dream? Because even a teeny tiny step is better than no step at all. You're still a little bit closer than you would have would have been. Take one little bite out of that elephant, um, and and it's it may seem like not much in, compared to the size of the elephant, but you can eat the whole elephant that way. If you don't feel like you can, if you're being held back because you you don't know if you've got what it takes, you don't feel like you uh, that you you're capable. Ask yourself, if I could do it, how would I do it? Or what would I need to learn in order to be able to do this? And ask yourself this, and this is something that I've been thinking about. What's the worst thing that could happen if you go for it? Okay? In most cases, it's not going to be, nobody's going to, as a friend of mine says, nobody's going to punch you in the face. Um, You know, nobody's going to die. You're not going to die. The worst thing that could happen if you go for it is you don't get it. You don't achieve it. You don't accomplish it. But guess what? You don't have it now because you're not trying. So you'd be no worse off if you try and don't quite make it than you are today without trying at all. And another question to ask ourselves, and I love this one. This is something that I'm um, uh, really trying to think of and imagine is what will my future self thank me for doing today. And whether it's your future self next week or a year from now or five years from now, there's, that's an exercise worth um, taking to spend a little time uh, thinking, what would, what would my future self say to me right now? She'd probably say, go for it. You can do it. You can make it. So th- those are some questions to ask yourself instead of you know, um, sort of beating yourself up for not trying. Um, if you are uh, uh, out of practice with identifying what you want, if it's lack of self-awareness that's holding you back, you could try an exercise uh, that, again, I'm borrowing from Brooke Castillo, and that is to make a list of 25 things you want. She does something else with that related to gratitude, and I've mentioned that on the podcast before. But practice thinking about what you want. If your whole life has been completely absorbed with making sure other people get what they want, you may be out of practice in even thinking about what you want, out of practice in dreaming. And you can do that by making a list of 25 things you want, and big, small, doesn't matter. Just exercise that muscle a little little bit. If you do know what it is you want to do, can you be brave enough to say it out loud? Can you write it down, put it on paper where you can look at it and maybe share it with a trusted friend? Those are some things that you can do to get past 
those uh, that fear or that self-doubt or that lack of self-awareness that may be keeping you from even knowing where to start, knowing what you want to work on. Um, if you have more than one dream or goal or objective in mind, um, and we'll talk late in later episodes about the difference between a dream and a goal and objective and a task and a project. How do you choose which one to work on first? Now, this assumes that trying to do a ton of big things at the same time, for most of us, is going to dilute our efforts, it's going to dilute our energy, it's going to dilute our effectiveness. Because time and energy and attention and money are finite resources. And for most of us, it's going to be better to focus on one big dream or one big goal at a time or you know one or two maybe three at the most now if you're one of those rare people who has the resources whether mental or physical or emotional or financial to go after multiple big things at a time and do them well this might not apply to you and frankly I, I, maybe you should come on the podcast and tell us how you did it but for most of us especially if we've been kind of paralyzed and stuck, the best place to start is with one thing. And maybe you've got lots of things in mind and that's what's paralyzed you. You don't know where which one to start with. Um, you can evaluate and compare them. Is there one that calls to you more? One that just always is coming up in your mind and in your heart and in those quiet times or when you're on the treadmill or out for a walk or running errands, it just keeps coming up. Is one more realistically achievable right now in your current circumstances? Given the the time, the energy, the attention, and the money you have available right now, is one of the things you're considering more realistic for you? It, does one have the potential for a greater payoff versus the risk of trying it than the others? Or is one of them more consistent with the life you want to live and the person that you want to be? And it's not; these are not yes or no questions. These are just some things to consider as you're evaluating the things that you might devote your time and energy and attention to going forward to pick something. You know, likely there is there is not a right answer. Almost always there is not one right answer, and so. If there are several things, you can simply choose one and go after it. But when you do, go all in and don't look back. Those others will be waiting for another day and another time. But you can just pick one of these things that you, if you've got some that just not, not there's not one that kind of jumps to the top of the heap, then just pick one and go for it. Next week, we will um, spend more time, uh, be looking more at evaluating dreams and objectives and turning them into goals. But I wanted to give you some thoughts this week uh, to, to consider if you're in that position of being stuck and not, you, maybe you haven't really finalized your goals for the year because you're not sure where to focus yourself. Um, we're going to continue this conversation next week and possibly the week after. Um, and so in, in the coming episodes of this Dream to Done mini-series, we will be getting into the logistics of 
turning a dream from something nebulous and unattainable into a goal and a series of projects and completely doable tasks. And then we'll talk about some some tactics for actually accomplishing those things. In the meantime, there's a couple of bits of homework for you. And I had I don't think I've given you homework before, but because I've this has kind of come to me as a series of things that we're going to talk about, I want you to consider preparing a little bit. One of them is to simply be thinking about your dream or your goal, your objective, whatever you want to call it. Are you pursuing it now? If so, are you making the progress on it that you want to make? If you're not, be thinking about why, because we're going to talk about some of those things in future episodes. Spend some time thinking and, and preferably journaling about that dream, about that goal, that objective in as much detail as you can and also about whatever fears you have or obstacles that you may be facing in, in pursuing that dream or that goal. So that's your first bit of homework. And then the other one is if you have questions about setting or accomplishing goals, shoot me an email with those at feedback at theproductivewoman.com so I can be sure to address them in the upcoming episodes because I would love to hear from you. Um, you know, what's holding you back from pursuing your dream, from achieving the goals that you have or setting the goals that you have? What, what keeps you from getting to where you want to be? You can share, again, email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, either that way or in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you can find by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 125. Or, you know, post a question or a comment in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. You can, if you're not already a member, you should totally be there. I'd love to have you be part of the conversation there. Um, you can find that by going to theproductivewoman.com slash group and um, click on the join button and I'll let you in. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, I would love your help in spreading the word. Please tell your friends about The Productive Woman and invite them to subscribe to the podcast and join us in the Facebook group for ongoing conversations about that. Wanted to throw out one little thing. I am... Uh, available for a limited number of speaking opportunities this year. I think I've mentioned somewhere that I'm going to be in, uh, oh, I mentioned it in the group actually, I'm going to be a panelist at a uh, the PodFest podcasting conference in Orlando in late February and uh, I would love to get together with any of you who are in, who live in or are going to be in the Orlando area toward the end of February. Uh, I, I'd love to maybe get together for a coffee or something, and I'll be there on February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So uh, if you hear this and you're going to be in the area, reach out to me, shoot me an email at info at theproductivewoman.com, and maybe we can get together and, and meet face-to-face. And finally, don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service to uh, manage the finances for your small business. Visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. 
And that is it, my friends, for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope there's something in it that was helpful to you. I would love to hear your feedback and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.